What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Ringside Talk, Episode 5. I'm Stephen Laurie, and with me, as always, is uh, Michael Pupo. First, I want to start off, dude, huge shout-out to Leon Edwards, man. Um, the whole, the entire world's doubting you. Literally, the entire world is doubting you, saying that Usman's going to destroy you. Pretty much a Jake Paul, Tommy Fury scenario where Leon Edwards can't even come out of his house without hearing that Kamaru Usman's going to destroy him and get the spell back. But... All odds against them, including myself, against them. You did it, man. Not once, but twice in a row. You did it. You defended your belt. You're a true champion. Um, not only that, you have become one of my favorite fighters, to say the least. Honest, not my favorite fighter, but you've honestly solidly became one of my favorite fighters in the entire UFC. The underdog story, everything about it, I love it. Hats off to you, Leon Edwards, man. Honestly, you deserve that pound-for-pound pound ranking, and you are a true champion. Yeah, what do you got? I mean, even even me, everybody, even on this show, we talked about how there's no way Usman is going to lose again. How he was just a superior fighter. That's what I mean. I mean yeah, and for him to outclass him the way he did. Yeah, and I don't know if something's going on with Usman. If he's like on the on the downfall, which I doubt. Well, there is. He's he's been dealing with injury for a long time. Um, even Nganu came out and said it, that Usman was dealing with injuries, but yeah, his knee is is not going to be lasting too much longer. I thought he was going to win and retire, Usman, because I know he's not going to last that yeah. much. Excuse me, but um, I know he's that uh, he's not going to last that much longer, dude. Just keeping up on like all the articles and stuff like that, you just see um, him. He's dealing. He's been dealing with a knee injury for a long time, man, and he's mid thirties now. You don't see a lot of fighters with injury right now. All right. So he, like Darren Till, all right. Darren Till lost to Jorge Masvidal in 2019, got finished. Leon Edwards obviously finished Usman. This is where you start to see fighters like that decline. Dude, Darren Till, who was on top of the world at one point, major title contender, major pound for pound fighter in the entire UFC, young, the gorilla. You know what I mean? The gorilla, dude. He was a monster. Up-and-coming fighter. Jorge Masvidal knocks him out. Done. Losing streak ever since. Usman, for instance, gets knocked out by Edwards. Not only loses to Edwards once, but now he goes and loses to Edwards again. So is this where we start to see that decline in Usman now? Like, you know what I mean? Darren Till is not up there in age, but... When you see a fighter get finished like that on the rise, I mean, Usman wasn't on the rise. He was at the tippy top. You know what I mean? He was number one pound for pound in the world, arguably the best welterweight of all time. Like he was on top of the world for a very long time. And sometimes it just comes to that point in time where fighters just, you get to that age, man, you can't keep up with father time. Like we say, like we've said on past episodes, you can't. And Usman, this might just be Usman not being up being able to keep up yeah he that's why i brought that up is he you know he, he just might be on like the downfall but I, I don't think so to be honest with you maybe he's just having a rough patch and it's harder for a lot of like ufc guys to keep up at a at like a later age and like keep streaks going like that because it's such a tough sport it's not like boxing where you get guys who are 25 30 and 0 or like 30 and 1 or whatever who go on these crazy streaks beating up trash cans. Like, this is a this is a tough sport. Dana matches these guys up with the best of the best, especially when they're in the top of their division, even guys moving divisions and stuff like that. 
Uh, I'm a big Kamaru fan, so I, I really hope he bounces back and, and does some good things because he's definitely a future Hall of Famer. And I don't think anybody, including us, or anybody in the world that I talked to prior to this fight picked Edwards. Like, everybody was saying, oh, about the lucky kick. No way. You know, all this stuff. And I don't think anybody ever saw that coming. And for him to go five rounds with him and, and win in the fashion that he did, I don't think anybody had any argument at the end of that decision that the judges made for once, which the judges made a good decision, that uh, Edwards clearly won that fight and definitely deserved to, to keep the belt because Usman didn't – he didn't do enough. I mean, I thought he won – you know, a round or two, definitely one, maybe two rounds. But the way Usman uh, wasn't able to, like, make it a definitive case for himself to, to regain that belt, I think the judges actually got it right, which is very, very rare nowadays because you see a lot of decisions that you just blow your mind. You're like, what? No, no, I agree, man. And now you're starting to see, like, where – Kamaru Usman isn't even in the discussion for the top five pound for pound fighter in the world right now. You know what I mean? And Leon Edwards is, he's not even five. He's arguably three. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's just, and honestly, like with the whole Kobe thing too, like how um, Dana White's just trying to match them up immediately. Leon's right. He's the champion, dude. You know what I mean? He's defending. He's the one defending his belt. You know what I mean? Let him defend it against who he wants. You don't just get to instantly match him up against Covington. To me, that's just disrespect. And how he said um, the Dana White privilege is real and stuff like that. I absolutely 150% believe that the Dana White privilege is real. Because Kobe's one of them dudes that is has people say Dana or has that privilege. You know what I mean? Kobe Covington's one of them dudes. So Dana White just comes out and matches that fight up immediately. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see it. I'm a huge Kobe Covington fan. I would love to see him compete for that belt against somebody that's not Kamaru. I would love it. But out of respect for Leon, you need to let him choose who he's going to go up against and defend his belt. You know what I mean? Like Gilbert Burns is fighting Mavs at all soon. Masvidal is like ranked like 11, I think. And Gilbert Burns is a top five competitor. So you cannot, you cannot sit. What is going on? You cannot sit there and say that Jorge Masvidal deserves that shot over Gilbert Burns. You can't. You know what I mean? I, Maybe I, if Masvidal was to I beat him. Even, I don't even know if Masvidal deserves it over Kobe. No. I mean, that's close. No. No. Even if some yeah. way, even if some way, somehow, and this is my point, even if some way, somehow, which won't, I don't think will happen, Masvidal was to beat Gilbert Burns, I don't think that he did, that makes him deserve that title shot more than Gilbert Burns. You know what I mean? Jorge Masvidal yeah. is out here jumping dudes in the street in Miami. You know what I mean? He doesn't he's lucky he's honestly though, man, I can't stand him. He's lucky he's even still in the UFC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like honestly, man, you can't I mean, don't get me wrong, Covington um disrespecting his kids and stuff like that, that's a that's a bad shot. Um honestly, if I was a father, I would probably do the same not the same thing, but I would probably react in the same type of way. But 
you, at the end of the day, use the professionals. You know what I mean? Use both compete under the same promotion. You can't be doing those type of things. You know what I mean? Use are paid millions of dollars to come out here and compete. And after a loss, you cannot come out here and jump this guy in the street because he beat you in the cage. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's a business and you're just trying to promote the business. And, and like I said, like we were saying about uh, at the end of that fight, obviously Kobe called Leon out while he was in the octagon. And, uh, you know, right away, obviously that, that has to be staged to the point where it's like Dana maybe want, wants to make that fight happen because it would do great pay-per-view numbers. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, we all want to see that fight. I just don't think it's Kobe's chance right now to get it. And I really am, like you said, becoming a way bigger Leon Edwards fan. And the way he handled that situation with Kobe coming after him after that fight, he basically was like, you know, you're not on my level yet. Basically, and it, without saying it really, but just put Kobe in his place and being like, true. I'm the, yeah, it is. And he's like, I'm the champ. I'm going to, I'm going to see who I'm going to fight next. And it's not going to be you because you don't deserve that yet. Because if you look at it in certain respects and all respect to Kobe Covington, one of my favorite fighters in the entire UFC, I love him. But you lost to Kamaru Usman twice. Leon Edwards beat him twice. So when you're talking about yeah. who's on what level, you know what I mean? Leon Edwards, champion, you're a contender trying to get your way up to that. You know what I mean? Honestly, right. the how I said about Gilbert Burns and the Masvidal situation sets up a good opponent for the title. Maybe that just sets up a good fight for Kobe Covington. You know what I mean? Because think about how much money a Masvidal Covington two would generate after all that beef. You know I, what I, I mean? Think, that would be a- I was going to say, I think Dana already knows that's going to happen. Cause like we were uh, talking about, Masvidal saying on Rogan that he's going to take his soul before he retires. Like he's like, I think he already knows that fight's going to happen, but how it should be like, I think is what you were getting at. Correct me if I'm wrong, that you would like to see Burns Masvidal, the winner of that versus Kobe, then the winner of that go to get the title. Yes. That's how it should be done. Yes. We'll see. 100%. 100% that's how it should be. And honestly, if you're thinking about it in the business aspect of it too, that pay-per-view, Kobe Covington, um, Jorge Masvidal too, after all the beef that's been going on between those two, that pay-per-view would generate so much money. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's what your, that's what your promotion's about. You know what I mean? Like there's, you can match up great fights. You know what I mean? Like for instance, Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Vera coming up this weekend. Great fight. Yeah. Is it not on the reason why it's not on a main card is because those two fighters will, don't generate a ton of money in pay-per-views. You know what I mean? That's why it's not that's why it's not so headlining a main card. card. It's headlining a main it's headlining yeah. a fight night, yes, but it's not headlining um like a like example how Leon headlined UFC 286. This isn't headlining UFC 287. You know what I mean? And I think that's because those two fighters are great. I like Marlon Vera. I like Corey Sanhagen. But when you're thinking about it in the pay-per-view aspect, those two, if you're going to put that, that wouldn't be a main event to a, a main headline fight. You know what I mean? Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Vera. I'd be lucky to make the the main card. Honestly, I w- it I'm really a- would be. I'm- 
I'm going to definitely say I think this is what's going to happen. Um, if So with this Burns-Masvidal fight, if Burns wins, I think they're going to put Burns right with Edwards, and then they're going to just do the Kobe-Masvidal fight. Um, and then whoever wins that will fight the winner of Burns and Edwards. But if – unless Masvidal, after he loses to Burns, drops that Kobe's not even going to entertain that. But I don't see why not because Kobe is, knows he's going to make a ton of money in that fight regardless. And then if Masvidal wins, I feel like – I don't feel like Masvidal deserves that chance with Leon. Yeah? And I don't even think Leon thinks he does. So I think even if Masvidal beats Burns, I think Masvidal's next opponent will have to go be. I – yeah, that's that's pretty smart. That's a good take, honestly. I can I can definitely see that. But honestly, for in order for Masvidal – to fight Kobe Covington and Ben, I mean, again, he has to come out here and beat Gilbert Burns. You know what I mean? He has to beat a top yeah, contender 100%. to even put himself in that discussion again. Because if you go back and think, like I said a few minutes ago, Masvidal's ranked number 11. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a title contender. You when, know what I mean? And Covington's when top. Last even huh? Diaz, maybe. When was when was Masvidal's last win even against Diaz? Maybe. Usman beat him. Covington beat him. Yeah, and he hasn't fought that much as of late. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I'm just having. I could. I know it, but I'm having like a brain fart right now. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. remember. No, me neither, honestly. But um, it's been a good minute. No, it def- I think it might have been Diaz. To be honest with you, I that's think fine. Diaz. Was- I could be wrong though. Um, but going off of that, um, Justin Gaethje, another one of both of our favorite fighters in the entire UFC, um, beats Fizeyev. I came out and said it on the last episode. If he's one on one, if he's one to win, easy money, bet on Justin Gaethje and what happened. He came out, he won me 150 bucks. So um, I'm betting on him all day, every day, unless it's against certain fighters, honestly. But against Fizeyev, I was definitely taking my money on him. Um, Justin Gaethje came out and said basically that he's not going to be around for much longer and that he wants to make another title shot. Um, he beat Fuzayev, who was a major contender. Now, I want to know is what's next for him is, is it, do you see him go against Dustin Poirier? That would be a massive fight. Both of them have evolved so much. Or do you see him go against Oliveira again? Oliveira is another one trying to recreate a name for himself after all the madness that's been going on with him after the Islam fight and after him losing the belt just due to nonsense. You know what I mean? So those are two fights that are very likely to happen. And then what happens for the winner of that fight? You know what I mean? Lightweight's the hardest division in the entire UFC, I think. Yeah. Yeah, either that or welterweight, maybe. I think it's I think it's lightweight, dude. When you go deep in depth, yeah. I think it's or yeah, welterweight. They're close, man. They're so close. They really are. And somebody's going to be looking to be champion of both of those weight classes very soon. And I I was thinking with the whole uh, Gaethje fight, 
uh, Fizeev gave him he gave him a good fight. I mean, I always it always seems like Gaethje always ends up in these massive brawls. Like every time he ends up in the octagon, like something great happens. Like he's such a great striker. A most exciting fighter of all time, man. And this fight just proved his case even more. I really do think so. Like the way he every single fight, you could go back and just think of all the great fights, like with Poirier and and uh and like all these fights that Gaethje's gotten himself into has been just great. Besides like besides maybe the Habib fight when Habib retired after he beat him. But Gaethje finds himself in these these just slug fests and it's just awesome to watch. Like you said, he's one of our favorite fighters of all time. He always will be one of my favorite. Definitely Absolutely. Hall of Famer. Even if he's never even if he never becomes a champion, he'll always be one of my favorite fighters. It it kinda hurts to hear him say that like, you know, he's making one last title run and basically done after that. He's not going to be around for a long time. So that sucks because you will never get to see him fight again. Who knows how long it would be if he even came out of retirement. But I think when people like him say stuff like that, you know, like, you know, this is it. Like even after a win, like, I believe him. I don't think he's gonna fight again if he doesn't get that title run. And I hope he does. I'm I'm praying for him because I'd love nothing more to see than Gaethje hold that belt up. He deserves it. Oh my he's god, I would cry. <laughs> one of the toughest one of the toughest people I've ever seen in the octagon by far. That guy can that guy can seriously eat punches and he could he delivers mm-hmm. them. He's always in a brawl. So yeah, I, I love Gaethje and I'm hoping nothing but the best that he could go out a champion. No, absolutely. Me too. It's it's a long shot. It definitely is a long shot just considering all the talent that's in the division and the division above him as well. But it, it would be a glorious sight, dude. It definitely would to see Gaethje up there, man, the gladiator just holding the belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it, it's definitely a long shot. But I definitely think he does have another title run in him. Without question, I think Justin Gaethje has another title run in him. Do I think he's going to get it? I would love to see it, but I think it's a long shot. But I think they, anybody he fights is he's the highlight. not getting an easy fight. Anybody he fights is not getting an easy fight for sure. No. no. Even even Poirier, man, um both of them, I just think that fight matches up so perfectly because both of them have matured so much. It would just be a totally different fight than it was a few a few years back. You know what I mean? It would just be totally different it would be such a brawl it would be just like the it would be like the chandler gaethje fight but worse but worse these are two of the the cleanest boxers in the entire ufc that we would see going up against each other in this fight it would be a bloodbath if we saw these two go up against each other and then whoever won that fight without a doubt in my opinion would deserve a title shot against islam 100 percent 100 percent they, they, that fight though. I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see Gaethje and Poirier go at it again. That was, that was honestly, I'll always say one of my favorite fights I've ever watched. Like that was, that was great, and I would be so pumped for another one of those. And I, that was back when I was like, not iffy against Poirier, but it was back when like I wasn't completely sold on him like I am now. You know what I mean? It was back like when before. He fought McGregor for the second and third time. It was like 
when people were saying, oh, Poirier's another, he's a changed fighter. You know what I mean? This was right before he fought Conor McGregor. And when he fought, was going into that second fight with Conor McGregor was when people were saying, dude, um, Poirier's changed. He's a totally different fighter. He's more developed. Now he's even more developed than he was when people were saying that. You know what I mean? So And so is Justin Gaethje. So that fight would just be absolutely insane. And speaking of Conor McGregor, what's up with him dodging the USADA? Like, is he, are we even going to see him fight Michael Chandler? Or, like, because this fight might not even happen. He might just coach tough and that's it. You know, to be honest with you, I would, I would imagine that in that contract deal, every everything probably relies on Connor, like what he wants to do. Basically, he, he basically runs the UFC. He picks who he wants to fight, all that stuff. And uh, I see him on a, a Barstool interview with one of the UFC guys who does that. And is he's sitting in the interview. And is all he's doing is pulling out his his proper twelve and position like during mid interview positioning it in front of the desk, pouring shot glasses, drinking with the guy, you know all this stuff. So like I mean, people were saying that as all he does is smoke and drink, but like he is in shape. But like to see that, it's like, dude, maybe maybe he is in shape because he's using something. You know, you you never also, really know. Movie too, so that's what makes me really yeah. think that he's using something because he wants to be in the most prime physique that you can possibly be in while you're filming this Hollywood movie with a Hollywood star and Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah dude. Yeah. Roadhouse. That's going to be a good ass movie. I can't wait to watch that. I really can't. Uh, I love the first one. Huh? I said, he's got to represent Patrick Swayze, right? He might be taking those drugs to, to get yeah, like that. Yeah. For real, dude. For real. It's messed up. It's it's sad, dude, too, because I really want to see Connor and Chandler fight. Because while we're talking about title fights being set up, if Connor was to beat Chandler, that could possibly set up a title fight for Connor. So it's like, like yeah, Chandler's yeah. talking for himself. You know what I mean? Chandler's one of them guys that's never going to be champion either, but he's damn well a contender. You know what I mean? And if Connor was to beat him in absolute style, like he did in K- and when he beat Cowboy Cerrone when he was throwing those shoulders and stuff like that, he beat him in style. If he was to do that to Michael Chandler, that would absolutely put Connor McGregor in the discussion for title talks again, too. Do I think yeah. he would beat his mom? No chance. But it would put him back in the discussion. You'll have a you'll have a hell of a contender, like contenders that are at the top of that division then with him, Poirier. Gaethje, Islam, all those guys. So it would be absolutely amazing to see. Like, if Connor fights Chandler, I want McGregor to win. Because uh, I'm not really that big of a Chandler guy, and I think that McGregor is better than him. So, you know, McGregor beats him. That catapults him pretty high up in the rankings. Because like you said, uh, Chandler is a, a good contender. So beating a guy like that, and especially if he does it in style, like, knocks him out or does something crazy that's definitely going to give connor another shot of the title it wouldn't it be crazy if connor came back after all this time after losing to poirier twice and all that stuff losing to habib you know he only really had that big winnings cowboy and he ends up coming back after all this time with all that money and like ends up getting another title fight that would be if it was him and islam that'd probably be the biggest fight in the history of the ufc that would be insane. Yeah, because Connor and Khabib was already the biggest fight in UFC yeah. history. Yeah. Islam's 
Khabib's protege. So you know what I mean. Yeah, that one, I agree. Boy, yeah. I agree at one hundred percent, man. Um, that this is why I think lightweight is the best division in the entire UFC, though, because welterweight has the contenders in it. You know what I mean? But lightweight, when you go down the list and you talk about all these guys, man, the when you go down the ranking, you're just like, Jesus Christ, dude, all these guys are in the same weight. Like welterweight has those top five contenders where you're like, wow, these guys really are on an insane level. Like, you know what I mean? But lightweight, that division just goes so deep, man. It's really anybody's game, but Islam is just so good at wrestling and holding people down. It's just, I think he'll have a nice title reign for a long time. I really do. I feel like lightweight, I feel like the lightweight guys are a lot more entertaining too. Like, you know, they bring like we were talking about Gaethje and very entertaining fight. It's always a slog fest, and like not only that, like the the trash talk before the game. Like McGregor's obviously the best to ever do it, and and back it up. But like those guys generate like just, I think they just generate bigger numbers on pay per view. Just way more no, entertaining, like, but but still great fights nonetheless. So. I think that's because that's like a that's like in the that's like a weight that's in like the middle of it all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not too light, it's not too heavy. It's like right there. You know what I mean? One fifty, one fifty five, right around there. That's like where you. Just, those are the fight type of fights that you want to watch. You know what I mean? It re- they really yeah. are when it comes to that. But um, going off of that, I want to go back into the welterweight thing a little bit. We talked about Kobe. Um, a little bit earlier, Leon obviously doesn't want to fight him, but now they're saying Kobe comes at. Um, I think that would be a good fight, but um, the, this I hate, can't stand comes at dude because he calls Kobe's comments like unprofessional and stuff like that when he talks about not making weight, but Hamzat misses weight and laughs about it. But then you want to talk about other people not being unprofessional, like you get what I'm trying to say. This is why I can't yeah. stand dude, the Wolfman because he talks all this shit saying he'll beat everybody. He'll beat everybody. He accepts all these fights, man. If that's the case, make weight, make weight for your fight then, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, make exactly. weight, Act like a professional like you are in the Premier League of the world. Like, this is why I can't st- – Kobe would maul him, I think. I think he so, would. Tom's not might be a better – um, he might be better at holding people down like in the wrestling aspect, but all around – Kobe's a better wrestler. Kobe's a better striker. Hamzat might just be a tad stronger. That's it. I think Kobe would would maul him. I really do. I, I truly him, do. For him to say that, you know, like, I'm professional and all this stuff, especially, like, when you're not making weight. Like, even Oliveira didn't make weight against Gaethje that one time. Like, But Oliveira wasn't running around, running his mouth about it. You know, he still fought that fight even though mm-hmm. it didn't mean anything, but I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Hamzat guy either. Really. Um, Stand. I'm not the biggest Kobe fan either. I, I do like Kobe, but I just think Kobe's just a better overall uh, fighter than Hamzat. Like you said, like Hamzat's definitely stronger than him. And when those guys get you on the ground, it's so hard to just get up. Like, They'll hold you down for an entire like three, four minutes around and like basically do whatever they want. But if you could if Kobe could work up the defense, if he gets into that position, which he definitely could, he gets into a position where he's on the ground with like three minutes left in a round and can just defend that or get back up to his feet or whatever. 
you know, Kobe could take him down, and Kobe's not an easy guy to handle on the ground either. So that would be, that'd be a great fight. One wrestler. That would be a great fight. I, I really want to see that, and I definitely want to see Kobe just whoop him. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I know how we said um, the the Masvidal-Burns fight will set up the Kobe Covington fight, but I also think that Hamza and Kobe, if that fight does end up happening, the winner of that, like those two winners end up clashing, and then the winner of that title shot. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't have Leon fighting four times a year. You know what I mean? You can't do it. He's a champion. You know what I mean? He can fight when he wants. I mean, fighting once a year for a champion is enough. You know what I mean? He already fought. He's already fought Usman twice in the past few months. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Huh? Just before this year came in, he fought Usman and fought him again just now. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So yeah, I think he definitely gets. I think he definitely gets a chance to sit back here and enjoy a couple cards before we see him on another one. He gets to watch some of his contenders fight and see what lines up against him, for instance. But I think, I think we see Leon have a nice title title reign here, man, for a little bit. I really do. I think we see Leon reign the title for the rest of the year minimum. You know what I mean? I think we see him fight one more time this year, but um, I, I think, yeah, I think he's gonna have a nice title run. Like you said, he he could sit back right now, relax. Well deserved too. To be Usman twice in a row is huge. So it's well deserved. Let him sit back, uh, see what happens at well division. Is an understatement. Yeah, he doesn't need. Honestly, he doesn't need the entire world is against him, including us too. Yeah, he doesn't want to, He doesn't have to go out there and defend his title right away. If he fights at, if he fights this year, it'll be toward you know the end of the year, around like November, October, somewhere around there. He shouldn't have anything to prove. People should be having to prove themselves to him. You know he what I mean? To even be worthy to walk out of that tunnel and step yes. in the octagon with him. Yes, that absolutely. After dethroning Usman twice, one hundred percent agree. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but going off of that, man, there's a couple. Um, did you see that Jeff Milana comes out as bisexual <laughs> after it was like caught giving oral sex in a car or something like that? And the only comment that he gave, he was just like, "Yeah, well, this effing sucks." That's the only comment you have, man. Really? <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> I just thought that was a little odd. The, yeah. Nothing against, nothing against that. I mean, you like what you like. No, no. You like what you like, but I mean, that's like, the only thing you have to say. Is that yeah, sucks? Yeah, like you're you're a, a big guy in like the UFC. You know, like you're famous, and you're letting a video like that get leaked out to the world that you know you're blowing somebody in the back of a car. I mean, it's just I I don't know. I I don't. I just don't see why he wouldn't have at least like gave an apology or something. He's just like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It was kind of, it's like a, almost like a rude comment, but, yeah. um, yeah, I'm going off of that. Um, Jennifer Maya, the one that fought Casey O'Neill, um, absolutely outclassed Casey O'Neill the entire fight. Um, she, but then Casey O'Neill was 
just running her mouth after the entire time. Um, Jennifer Maya was saying that she had to not, um, Casey O'Neill is like a, a prospect that's like was up and coming. She was nine and oh, and Jennifer Maya was like the one that had the experience, you know what I mean? That's been around the division for a long time. And she was saying that she was going to exploit all of her MMA fundamentals, which in my opinion, she did. You know what I mean? If you go back and watch the fight, Casey O'Neill did nothing that entire fight besides the last couple seconds of the last round. So, um, in my opinion, Jennifer Maya is a, a clear title contender now. I don't know if you know well, who that is. That's the thing. Yeah, when she comes, when uh, the young fighter comes up, is it Casey? Casey O'Neill, yeah. Casey O'Neill, yeah. When she comes up, she's running her mouth like that and stuff. And then still after you lose, after Jennifer told you how she's going to do that and you're still running your trap, like, I, I do like to see the up and coming fighters, you know, win and keep winning and make a title run or something. But it is also nice to see like a a seasoned veteran like really put it to one of these kids coming up thinking that nobody could stop them and their skill mm-hmm. sets better than everybody else and they have nothing to I learn in the you. game because because trust me, you have a lot to learn in the game and you ran into somebody who has been there before and literally told you what they were gonna do to you and did it. So she should have just kept her mouth shut literally after the fight, gave the respect to the veteran because like if a veteran beats a younger person, you know, just own up to it and just, just give respect to that person. You know what I mean? Don't and keep running your mouth. O'Neal wasn't giving respect at all after she was saying, yeah. um, case or Jennifer Maya was like, it, the article I read says Jennifer Maya set herself up as title contender after defeating Casey O'Neill in style by decision. Says O'Neill was greased up. Um, she's saying that Casey O'Neill was greased up. Um, and then Casey O'Neill says, "No, bitch, your wrestling just effing sucks." So <laughs> she's obviously mad that yeah. she lost in a way. But whatever, dude. They're chicks. You know what I mean? They're gonna go back and forth. So whatever. Yeah, but um, going off of that, um, before we wrap up, because there's not that too much to talk about besides the card going on in the in the MMA world right now. Um, I just want to say about Gunnar Nelson, man. Gunnar Nelson is not ranked in the welterweight division. He, uh, he is 19 and five. He's four and one. Um, with his KOs submissions, he's 13 and 0. He's 17 out of 19 in his fight finishes. That is remarkable. His only losses recently are to Leon Edwards, who was obviously the champion. That was back in 2019, and he lost to Gilbert Burns, who was a top-five contender, obviously, in 2019. He beat Takashi Soto um, via decision. He's 16-6. and six. Um, This was back in 2022, and then, obviously, this past weekend, or weekend he tapped out Brian Barbarena or something like that. His name is, I don't exactly know how to pronounce his last name, but he was like 18 and 10, that guy. So that's not really um, an insane record, but in my opinion, you go tonight. I want you to go back and look at that welterweight division and tell me that Gunnar Nelson is not better than a quarter of the guys in that division right now, because he is, he is 100%. And he has had losses to, you know, top guys, like you said, Burns and stuff. So, you know, I'm going to have to look in more into him, see what uh, 
what's all going on with him, but that that division is loaded, like we were talking about earlier. So we'll have to see where he goes with uh, from from here on out. Who's who's he looking to fight? Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, he just won his fight over the weekend, so he doesn't have yeah, a, a fight. One. He's not really. He's just saying he just thinks he should be ranked. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say here is that I think he should be ranked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think so too. But yeah, he's. If you go and look at the welterweight division, there's guys in this division that are ranked that you would honestly you wouldn't even know who they are, to be honest. And Gunnar Nelson's out here fighting top contenders, um, finishing people on main cards, and he's not ranked. So that blows my mind. Um, we're going to wrap it up with a little shorter episode here. We apologize for that, but there's not too much going on in the MMA world right now. Um, we'll be filming next week on Tuesday after the Sanhagen Vera fight after Marlon Vera wins his fight. Actually. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week.